This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing word of God. And possibilities of prayer. The power and possibilities of prayer. Um, like a tool in the hand of a person who does not know how to use it, so is prayer in the hand of many believers. I repeat myself, like a tool in the hand of a person who does not know how to use it, so is prayer in the hand of many believers. I remember just a few, maybe days ago, I discover something new about a particular gadget that I have. Um, I don't know if any of you, you use your Siri. Does anybody use Siri? If you use it, raise your hand at me. Let me see. Ah, where are the rest? Okay, what about Google Assistant? How many of you use the Google Assistant? There are still very few. And I'm sure all those facilities are on all your phones. And yet, we never use them. Um, I was, there was even one simple one that, I, you know, when I make calls, since, how many points do you get now if they catch you using your phone in your car? Six. If you've gotten it, don't say you have, but uh, we will pray for you. <laughs> and the new fine is that they find you by the percentage of your weekly earnings. I hope you're aware of that. All right, so all the speedy Gonzales, so please. Uh, and uh, so because of the new law, anyway, before the new law, I shy away from holding my phone. But sometimes the one I can use to call in the car can be a little bit fidgety, you know. You can use voice recognition. And sometimes before you, it doesn't recognize my voice, but eventually it does recognize the voice. And then I think someone was sitting with me in the car, and he just said, why don't you just say redial? And I said redial, and the thing redialed. To me, it was like a major discovery. (laughs) And since that time, I've been redialing. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's our life many times. We don't know the extent of what we can get from what is in our hand. No matter how adept you might think you are, no matter how you know, uh, knowledgeable you think you are, from time to time it's important for someone to tell you you can say redire. And I pray today we will step into that place in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And talking of tools as a form of just introducing us before we begin to pray, I also know for sure that... Um, Anthropology says that the main difference between we humans and the other mammals is the use of tools. And sometimes when they come across some of these mammals, like you see a chimpanzee trying to crack a nut, they get very excited. They said they're about to cross into the realm of man. Of course, we know they're not crossing. I don't believe in evolution, but hold your own views. (laughs) God created each one distinctly and differently. And so the use of tools is what separates us from the others. Brethren, the use of prayer is what separates you from the non-believers. 
Because the Bible says that we all go through circumstances in life. He says the same thing afflicts those that are in the world. But we have God we can call upon. We have prayer that we can turn on to and it's a mighty tool in our hand. Even amongst human beings, the state of your development is measured by the state of tools you can fashion and then you can deploy. All this noise about nuclear nation or no nuclear nation is all about some people learning to use a tool that is greater than the other people. And my heart cry is that as a church, in the terms of the use of even amongst human beings, there are still differences. We shall be a nuclear community. Oh, you don't understand what I'm talking about. A nuclear the one that can deploy a nuclear weapon. You are aware of that. You know, all these top nuclear nations, they will never, and write it down, attack another nation with nuclear weapon. If you have any nation that you care about, you better tell them to go and get their own. It's the surest safeguard. They call it the deterrent principle. The moment America had it during World War II, and they were able to detonate it over Hiroshima and Nagasaki, immediately the Soviet Union came up as a republic, cornered a lot of nations, developed their own. As China was growing, they said, uh, 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 um, at that time they call it the Dutons. Dutons. It's a French word. That is, it's a state of equilibrium. I have power that can destroy you completely. You have power that can destroy me completely. I will not use mine. You better don't use yours because it is mutual destruction. And so it is important for us as believers not to just be able to have weapon, to have weapon of nuclear grade. The one that the enemy will see you at a distance and say that uh, we won't attack him. Because we know that from his corner will be total desolation of my own troop as well. All this talk of uh, North Korea or no North Korea, nobody, they, all this, they are only making noise. Nobody there. Nobody there. And that's the thing. One thing that Iraq with Gaddafi, where is the man in Iraq? What was his name? Saddam, wherever grave he is, he should be somewhere we, we can guess. If they do regret there, one regret would be didn't get nuclear weapon. There will be no disaster, would there? Or you just need to just detonate to some of your friends around with Israel two miles away or a few hundred miles away. And so what I'm telling you, brethren, is that there is a weapon grade that believer can have that is beyond the ordinary conventional weapon. We will get it. And when we get it, we shall be assured and reassured of our victory all the time. Everything is not just about fighting conventional. There are some things that are, and that's what Jesus Christ detonated for them on the cross of Calvary. Because the Bible said, if they had known that the Prince of Peace, after they crucify him, he would decimate all the plans of the enemy, they would not have tried it. Do you know it's still the same nuclear talk? The enemy didn't know. He didn't know he had it. I pray one more time, the Lord will release it unto us today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. James chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. And we just look at one or two points there. And then we will pray energetically. You will not be defeated anymore. I'm tired and my, my heart bleeds. Don't worry. If you are already under one defeat or another, the Lord will raise you again. Ah, your story is not over yet. Oh, my story is not over. Oh, it's not over. So that's why you are hearing this one today. So that with confidence and with boldness, we rise up again. 
And you will fight the good fight. And possess you will possess in the name of the Lord Jesus. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it will not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and uh, six months. Verse 19. 18, sorry. And he prayed again. Hallelujah. And the heaven gave rain. And the earth did what? Not only did they give rain, it showed that it was real rain that fell. Because rain eventually brought fruit. Three things I want you to notice very quickly from those two verses. Number one, if you don't know the secret behind the success of your mate, frustration is inevitable. If you don't know the secret behind the success of your mate, frustration is inevitable. Elijah was a man like you and I. What we think made Elijah to pray is not what made Elijah to do what he did is probably not what we were thinking about. What separated Elijah was not his pedigree because he had none. In 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1, a well quoted verse by our general verse here, he said his father's name was not mentioned. They just introduced him unto us as his wife from the blue. And suddenly they say, Elijah the Tishbite Elijah from, from Gilead. And that was all we knew about him. He must have come from an, a, very, a family that there is nothing to write home about. Only God knows. We can speculate as much as we like. Maybe he didn't even know his father. Maybe it was an alleged. We don't know. We don't know. We can speculate as much as we like. But one thing, it was not his pedigree. Don't worry about your pedigree. Don't worry about, you know, my background, my this, my that. That's not what differentiates people. And it was not his social skills. He was a loner. Don't need to be a loner, though. It was not his dress sense. The man was going around in camel clothing. Uh, there was a place, I think, in Second Kings, chapter 1. They were looking for him to arrest him. And the man went back unto the king. And I think, yeah, just put that on the screen. Let's read that. Second Kings chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. The who does not make the monk, whether you wear jeans or you wear a suit, it does not matter. You hear me? Whether you wear a t-shirt to preach or you wear a cassock, it does not matter. It does not matter. It is the power. Just wear whatever you're comfortable in. Anybody wants to take offense, let them take offense. As much as I'm as far as, far as concerned, ledgers were in manifestation. And Elijah, I know uh, we've left 17 1 now. Second King 1 said, Thank you. This one is not is, okay. Then he said to them, What kind of man was he? They asked people to go and look for him because you know they wanted to bring back the rain. Long story. Okay. And uh, what kind of man was it who came up to meet you and told you these words? That is. You know, Elijah by that time prophesied and told the king, you know, sent some ash word unto the king that you know, your idolatry brought this problem upon the nation and God is judging you. So the king then said, what kind of man? Who was that kind of man? And they said, so they answered, a hairy man wearing a leather belt around his waist. And he said, he's Elijah, can you imagine? That's the description. And yet, where kings and rulers were, all daintily dressed, they could not make, they went to the same king one time. They said, people are killing their children, there's no food. The man did not want to know what to do. He said, am I God? 
Uh, why are you complaining unto me? Well, you are living in palace with all the three means and all the petrogenotic. Yes, an ordinary man did something. It's not about that. It's not even about your human frailty. Do you know Elijah was a very frail man? You know he was a fairly angry man? An afraid man? I'm encouraging you today. What to think? Where's God to answer prayers? Sincerely. I'm re- not revising my theology, but I'm de- going deeper in it. This same Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 2 and 4. Was an angry man that was afraid. 1 Kings 19, verse 2. Then Jezebel sent a message to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. Elijah had a conversation with the prophets that were worshipping idols. You know this story, some of you. And then, after he killed them, and the main sponsor of these idolatrous practices was this woman called who? All right. And so, she was shocked that, Elijah, you try that. How many? 450 plus 400. How many is that? Some of you are getting a calculator. 850 were killed by this man. Essentially. And so their sponsor rose up and said, I'm going to show you as well. And so the man that has just killed 850 prophets, you know, in a miraculous and called on fire, in verse Eight, where are you? You are throwing me. But himself, no, 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 go back to verse three. Where were we before? You, you threw me. Two, you're moving too fast. Two again. So Jezebel sent unto him, so let the gods do to me. I'm on verse three now. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And when he saw that, who saw that? Who saw that? He arose and did what? And went to, we belong to Judah, and left his. If they find, if they chase us up to uh, Beersheba, at least they will catch you. I'm going to hide. Maybe not. Verse 4. But he himself went a day's journey to the wilderness and came and sat under a broom tree and he prayed that he might die and said, it is enough. Now, Lord, take my life for I am no better than he. Go back to that Second Kings chapter 1, verse 15. I want to show you that this man also had frailty like you. It's no problem to be afraid when you are praying. Don't worry, still pray. And the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, go down with him. I can't tell you the background to that story. Please go back and read it. It will help you. Do not be... Do not be what? He was angry. Kill the first 50 with fire. Essentially, he did. Call down fire for the next 50 plus 1. When the third 50 plus 1 came, he was about to also kill them as it were. And the angel said, enough, Elijah, enough, enough. He said, go down with him. Do not what? His anger came out, his, his, his anger came out of fear. Many people that are angry, they are afraid. Still talking for another day. He was an ordinary man. Are you getting something out of this now? He was an ordinary man. Nothing special about him. Elijah also showed Human, basic human instincts. I found that Elijah was self-preserving and self-angradizing. When he was talking about, I was the only prophet that is left. After he has said, very interesting passage. Go back and read that one as well. And that one will be 
in First uh, Kings chapter 19, 14 to 18, we can't go through that. After he has done all his talking and everything, the angel then said, young man, before you go, anyway, there are 7,000 that has not told you. Because he was bragging. Lord, all this problem is too much. I'm the only prophet. The angel allowed you to say. An angel replied him and said, don't worry. Everything will be okay. Then, final statement, he said, before you go, before you start going away that you are the only superstar, there's somebody. He was even full of himself. And yet the man prayed. Will you pray today? Irrespective of what you think is holding you. Irrespective of your fear. Irrespective of your doubt. Oh, of course, there are moments in your life when you are not even rejoicing with those that things are happening to you. Of course, we've been there. We've suppressed it. Hallelujah, praise God. God has virtually given me a job. Hmm. Say again. Where is my own? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We waited so many years. Come and see the bundle of joy. Just flash our teeth. Does not matter. God knows how you feel. The most important thing is that you come, to, you come back to that place of prayer. Are you hearing me? Elijah was like you. Amen. I say Elijah was like you. Or you are like Elijah. Minus the prayer for now. And minus the belt and hear everybody. <laughs> But by the end of this service, we shall all be on the same page. Amen. I said, we shall all be on the same page. Amen. And the same God that answered Elijah, we answer us in the name of the Lord Jesus. Alright, so we've established that. That please look away from what you think made Elijah to be Elijah. We've disputed all those. We set them aside. And then, of course, you know what made Elijah, Elijah. And we'll look at that in a minute. Number two point from the two verses we read in James chapter 5 is that a tool is only as good as the person who is holding it. Learn to use your tool. Amen. You know, it came to my heart. There are in this very city today, listen carefully, in this very city today, there will be people who will live here and go home and meet a warm or hot piping lunch. And they didn't have anybody, a house domestic or a servant, they didn't have anybody doing it for them. And there are people that will leave this same, possibly any church in this city, might be here, might not be here, and they will go home this afternoon, and for the next 90 minutes, they'll be looking for what they're going to eat, because they will just be running up and down. And probably part of the second group does not matter. I probably might not eat. I might just bite something. But do you know the difference between those two groups? Though we go home and meet a hot and piping lunch, it's not their wealth, it's their skill. Possibly in both homes, they both have programmable microwave. They both have programmable oven. And one has learned to program his own oven and put it and say, and that's why some of them, they run out during the service. <laughs> and they say, 12.05 oven, come on. And it takes 55 minutes. By one oven, off. And since I don't want to eat it cold, I must walk out of the door by, since my house is only 10 minutes away. God help Pastor Ruben if he's still speaking by 1.15. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the difference is not because one is richer. One has known how to use the tool. Are you getting the gist now? This tool will work in your hand. Amen. I said it will work in your hand. Amen. It will work in my hand. 
God will open our eyes. We shall be excited about what we have in our hands. It's not so much about the tool, but the person holding the tool. Psalm 127 verse 4. Psalm 127 verse 4. He said, children are like arrows in the hand of a warrior. So are the children of a... Whose hand is the arrow? In the hand of who? Oh, King James Vashon called it in the hand of a mighty man. Arrows in the hand of a feeble man is useless. Today, this prayer will be in our hand, and our hand shall be strengthened. If I mentioned unto you, if by the special grace of God, God can turn our community, and I'm talking about the church community, not only this local church, but I'm talking about all the churches in this, our wonderful city, into praying communities. Revival will come. Deliverances will come. The devil will cheat us no more. And so, my number one duty, over and again, brethren, is not to raise funds. It's not to increase members. It's to build the people who will pray. And who will pray and use the tool in their hand and use it very well. And then come and see what the Lord will do. Prayer in our hand. Elijah knew how to use his prayer. In 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1, the Bible tells us where we read. He prayed. Please go back to James chapter 5, verse 17 again. Bear with me. I think it's verse 17. James 5, 17. Elijah was a man of like nature, like ours. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain. Did you see that? He prayed earnestly. That's what? Go back now to 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1. Keep that in mind. He prayed earnestly. That's what? 1 Kings chapter 17. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain this year except at my word. Verse 2. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, And then the word, and then get away from here. Okay, so verse 1 is where we need. Did you get that now? He prayed earnestly that it will not rain. But in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1, what what did the Bible say? He spoke that there will be no rain. When did he pray earnestly? Absolutely. The Bible didn't tell us. The man has prayed before then. And that is why long, short uh, short public prayer is born out of long private prayer. When he was a good... And the Lord let... The Bible is so complete. God then gave us an insight to how the man prayed so that we can connect... When you then go to that same chapter 19 later on, when he called down the rain, the Bible said he prayed with his head within. You remember that? And he prayed seven times. That's the how he prayed before the rain was stopped. And it's the way he prayed before the rain came back again. It was his habit. You hear people making declarations. Declarations are born out of prolonged private prayer. I've listened to some people and they've, they've wrecked their own reputation. They used to pray before. They are not praying anymore. And they are standing and making declarations. And people, some of them, I don't read that. I don't, number one, I don't like people being shamed. Whether you are man of God or anybody. It's just not my nature. That's why if, if anybody falls into my trap, before you finish this, I, say, I just say go. Some people, they will say, say the sorry again. No. Say it again. He says sorry. I say, I didn't hear you. No, no, I don't, I don't. That's not my nature. So I turn those things away. But what, what, some, some of the things I got from some of those things were that, man, sir, we shouldn't be at this level. 
You said this will happen, this will happen, nothing happens. And wise people, you start watching that unless God says it will or will not happen, you don't talk. The man prayed privately. He knew how to use his tool very well. And he got the right result. Hallelujah. Ooh, time is far gone. Number three, very quickly. I need to move now. True grace skill is never unidimensional but multidimensional. True great skills is never unidimensional but multidimensional. You know, the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 6, beginning from verse, it says, Pray with all prayer. Have you read that in your Bible? And people that pray, they don't only pray one type of prayer, they pray many types of prayers. And they also get many types of results. A good sword can cut both ways. Play a small piece for me. Come on, play a small piece for me. Play a small jazz piece for me. Are you ready? I thought you practiced before. Alright? Just play a jazz piece for me. And you play, you play it. Why are you told about that? You will play it both in pianissimo and fortissimo. Alright, so work that out. this all day. The beauty of the music is not in constantly being loud. The high and the low. Music is actually made of silent spaces between noises. A noise is a noise because it is always all continuous. And that is why when you are holding the tool of prayer, don't let anybody rope you into a one-dimensional prayer. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are many dimensions to prayer. And those who will get results, they are the ones who are open to all the dimensions of prayer. And as they step into those dimensions of prayer, results will come their way in Jesus' name. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. One line on the power. What is the power of prayer? Let me just tell you quickly, and then I list about four or five possibilities of prayer, and then we use those ones to pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be anxious for nothing. Shall we read that together? One to go, please. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, let's go to verse 7, please. Go back and settle on verse 6 for me, if you may, please. Be anxious for, but in everything by, and with, let your request be made known unto. Do you know what he's saying? Don't worry. Prayer will fix it. Don't worry. Prayer will fix it. That's the conclusion I got from there. Every other thing is for that point. Don't worry what? Because you pray to God. And God will use prayer to fix it for you. And there are many possibilities of what we get from prayer. I list a few for you in quick succession. Acts chapter 9 verse 40. Acts chapter 9 verse 40. 
What are the possibilities of prayer? They are limitless. And by inspiration, I believe the Lord is going to give us one or two that we need to chew about. But Peter put them all out and knelt down and uh, prayed and turned to the body, that is the dead body, and he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she what? Possibility of prayer. Prayer can raise anything that is dead. Most of the time, we talk so much about the raising of the physical, which is fantastic. But the body that you physically raise, eventually we still die. Hopefully at a good old age. But there are many things that are supposed to stay alive in us. Your heritage you want to leave. The inheritance you want to leave. We will spend more time and see how God, through prayer, will make us to bring those dead things back to life in the name of Jesus. Possibilities of prayer. Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. What are the possibilities of prayer? And if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Prayer brings healing of land. Healing of circumstances. Healing of homes. Seek economy. And one of the prayers we should pray today is that the economy of this city and this nation, because we are in here, should be healed. Should be healed. Prayer brings healing. Number three, Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 11. Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 11. Possibilities of prayer. Oh Lord, I pray, please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servant who desire to fear your name. And let your servant prosper this day, I pray. And grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cup bearer. Prayer can change people's hearts to favor you. Many a times I've discovered the words of the mouth of man is not as powerful as you think. Many of us want to make cases for ourselves. Many a times... I spend less time trying to convince people. I spend more time now as the Lord is helping me to pray so that God can change their hearts. Not just to benefit, even for their own use. Parents, pray that the heart of your children will be changed to what it should be. You've told them a thousand and one times, there's place for instruction, but there's a greater place for intercession. Pray more, and you will see more results. Somebody hearing what I'm saying? And many of the children, they are tired of hearing our voices. If you will just spare, I said today, three hours. You this child until I finish your case. And you have special access unto God because God has given you the rulership or the, or the, or the authority concerning that child. Let's pray more. Gadgets have their place, but they won't go very far. Instruction and discipline, but prayer can change anybody's heart. I've seen so many things. In fact, in retrospect, some of the things that I could have dealt with in my journey as a minister, I wish I know what I know now. I talk less, I pray more. I'm not necessarily on my knee. Anything comes to my table, they say something is rumbling in a place or whatever. I don't just jump anymore. I don't just keep, pick the car key and go, no, 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 no. I first talk to him who can handle it. First talk to him who can handle it. At work, 
As I mentioned before, it's good to ask a colleague to guide you. It's good to ask, you know, the authorities or whatever, but talk to God first. And I'm telling you something very practical. Talk to God first. Oh, but what about the time that I've talked or whatever? Well, you keep talking to God, and I can assure you, he will show up for you. Number four, Acts chapter 12, verses 1 to 5. Acts chapter 12, verses 1 to 5. So prayer can change people's lives. So when we begin to pray today, as we live here, please go back home and lay it on the table of the Lord. Now about the time, Herod, about that time, Herod, the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of the unleavened bread. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him, intending to bring him before the people after the Passover. Okay? But Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Constant prayer was what? Offered to God. You read it up to verse 14 or thereabout, Peter was eventually released. Prayer can set people free from prison. Many people are, we are more, part of the problem we think we're just going to do this and do that. It's a prison problem. A person is locked up and it takes God to release them from prison. Of course, Mark chapter 11, verses 23 and 24, you don't need to put that on the screen. He said, if you say unto this mountain, be removed and cast to the beast of this, it shall be done. So, prayer can make seemingly unshakable situations to change around. And God is still in the business of dealing with circumstances. I don't like teaching prayer. I like praying. It's usually, you know, unusual. People, we spend three hours to teach prayer. We use five minutes to pray. We're probably going to fall into almost to that error now. And I don't want to. Rise on your feet with me. The Lord, we answer prayers here today. Amen. And yours will be number one. Amen. Put the slides on the screen for me, please. And then we will pray. There are different kinds of prayer. I know God answers. He answers if we would bother to call. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We serve a God who hears. First prayer will be teach us to pray, Lord. I'm going to pray it as a confessional prayer or declaration. And the Lord Himself will take us deeper. Take us into the place we ought to be. No matter how well you think you are using this tool, God is taking you to a new level. Amen. You will get to the range or the category of those that are nuclear nations in terms of prayer. Amen. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. That people will just think evil against you, think only, and God will rattle them. We call nations developed nations because of the word develop. So you will need to develop your prayer life. <laughs> you need to develop. It's a developed nation, developing nations. They are developed because they developed. <laughs> will you develop yours? <laughs> it's work to be done. 
Let's set targets. Let's set targets that prayers will be sent from all around the world to this very building. And he said, we know when they pray here. Everybody set their targets now. That's my number one target. Some target is to build the biggest cathedral. Cathedral will come later. But if you pray, and God makes us to be a focal point where this place shall be a direct route to heaven, your day is made, and my day is made. We take this prayer, we pray collectively. Father, I offer my heart, my intellect, my lips, my tongue, my limbs, which is my arms to raise, my feet to walk, my knees to knee. Unto you right now. Take them and use them for the purpose of prayer and for the glory of your name. From now on, I shall get better in prayer daily. From now on, in the name of Jesus, I shall love prayer. From now on, my prayers shall return with results daily, hourly, in the name of Jesus. My testimonies shall encourage many to pray. Take that again. My testimonies shall encourage many to pray. By the mercy of the Lord, I shall be a walking testimony of answer prayers in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray that through right now. It's written there for you so you can go over them line by line. Offer your heart so that the Lord may mold you to pray. Offer your intellect. Offer your lips. Offer your tongue. Offer your vocal cords. Your limbs so that you can raise your hand. Your knees that you can kneel down. Your feet that you can do prayer work. If you give it unto God, God will use it in prayer. People that pray, they first pray to pray. Pray to pray today. Don't take it for granted. Don't think you will just, you've had it. Oh, is it not prayer? I will just go and pray. You better ask for help. <laughs> you better ask for help. Oh, prayer. Yes, easy peasy. Oh, really? Ask, ask, ask now. Pray to pray. Pray to pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ will increase his grace and his power in you that you may pray. I may pray that all the hindrances of prayer will come to an end. Because I know it's the tool the Father has given me. And with that tool, I will prevail. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Let all our prayers meet with instant answers. Let our testimonies, oh Lord, encourage your many. From now on, my prayers shall return with results. My prayers shall return with results. Whatever hinders prayer, the Lord will remove. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the grace to pray shall settle upon each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. When you receive answer to your prayers, you are encouraged to pray. You are encouraged to pray. That's why this is a very pivotal prayer. So either that or you have been feeling, hey, what about the way we pray? It's going to change right now. Because you have asked the Lord to teach you how to pray. Whatever is there shall come alive. You do hear me? I say, whatever is dead shall come alive. So you start and declare, you say, I say, in the name of Jesus, whatever thing in my life that is dead 
but ought to be living shall come alive now in the name of Jesus. I ask in the name of Jesus that the same power which raised my Savior from the dead shall give life to my physical body, to my ministry, to my children, to my finances, to my spiritual life. I shall be full of life in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voices and call on him right now. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I am come that they may have life. Life received right now. Nothing that ought to be living in your life shall die anymore. No more, no more, no more. Everything that ought to be alive, everything that ought to be alive, the progress in your marriage, the progress in your career, the progress in your health, the progress concerning the case that you have that has seemed to be intractable, the progress in the life of all your uh, people that are your dependents or within your sphere of influence. Life, oh God, life in the name of the Lord. Oh, same brother, come and pray a little bit more, brethren. Pray until you have that release in your hearts. That that thing that should be vibrant and alive, that thing that should be living but is not living, that the Lord will turn them around and they shall come alive in the name of the Lord Jesus. Bring your prayer to a close. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Jesus' name we pray. And whatever ought to be alive and is dead in our lives, come back now in the name of Jesus. Life and life only in the name of Jesus. Out of prison. 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 In prison, people are free to a limited extent. They are free to go to the toilet, but they can't go out. They can't earn. They can't do profitable things. From now on, what you call freedom, but is inside prison, you will know true freedom. Until a tied dog reaches the edge of the leash, he will think he's free. Uh, many a times when a person wants to stretch a lot of people, ah, why can't I do more? Today, freedom will be total. So we say together by the special grace and message of the Lord. And we're going to pray communally this time. Remember, it was the group of people that prayed for the freedom of Peter. So this one is going to be a communal prayer. Because usually prison is a very big thing. He said, it takes a stronger man to bring a man that is bound out. So it's not the ordinary person. Nobody can free himself from prison unless you want to be a jailbreak. And we don't want to bail jail. We want God to release us. Did you know the difference right now? Nobody can come out of prison on their own. You have to be released. It has to be an authority that says, go and release him. Or it has to be a great authority that comes from outside to break it and release you. So it's not something a person does on his own. You can't come out of prison on your own. It has to be an external help. And that external help is here today. Jesus is his name. So together by the special grace and mercy of the Lord, we are coming out of the prison in the name of Jesus. I declare in the name of the Lord that anyone and everyone who is bound and in any form of imprisonment in our midst, 
be made totally and completely free right now. I declare in the name of Jesus that anyone and everyone who is bound and in any form of imprisonment in our midst, listening remotely, or we hear this prayer later, be made totally and completely free right now in the name of Jesus. The Lord who sent his angel to release Peter from the prison, please send your angels today to release and lead everyone out of their prison in the name of Jesus. None in our midst shall be bound ever again in the name of Jesus. None in our midst shall be bound ever again in the name of Jesus. None in our midst shall be bound ever again in the name of Jesus. We are free in Christ Jesus and we are free indeed in the name of Jesus. Come and give a clap of prayer unto the Lord. Hallelujah. And we are free in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We will take that part and pray it so that I give you more time to pray. The general will pray. We will now say the Lord. Who set his angel? Are you retiring already? I'm going somewhere with it. We know in a minute. I said the Lord. Who sent his angel? To release Peter from the prison, please send your angels today and every day to release and lead everyone out of their prison in the name of Jesus. Turn that into your prayer right now. Come on, turn that into your prayer. The Lord who by his power brought Peter out of prison, send your angels, O oh Lord. We have no other one to call. We can't command the angels, but you can give them charge. We cannot order them, but you can order them for us. Release angels, O oh God, to set every one of us free. None in our midst shall be banned. Not only today, but all the days of our life. Freedom, freedom, total and complete. For all our children, for all our parents, for all our spouses, for all our friends, for all our siblings, for all our neighbors, oh Lord, freedom. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Let your amen be like thunder. Father, in the name of Jesus, we stand in your name to pronounce and to declare that you are the one that you have the power to raise what is dead. Therefore, by your name, by, by your authority, everything that ought to be alive and kicking and doing well in our lives, but just for now, seem to be dead or really dead, come back alive in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I pray, Father, that whatsoever it may be that has been locked up in our lives, in the prison that we ought not to be, as we have declared freedom and rejoicing our freedom, let the freedom be permanent in the name of Jesus. And we ask, oh Father, by your special grace and mercy, that from now onward, 
we will walk in our high places in the name of the Lord. And there shall be no retardation anymore. Go in the name of him who is able. And walk in that liberty. And let Jesus' name be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.